At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trina. I was going to say good show for you this week, but I realize I say that every week, and it's kind of dumb. Every show is good. Some are better than others, but they're all good. Today's especially good. We got Troy Aikman from Fox Sports, followed by the Train of Thought segment with Salakata. Great stuff with Troy about the NFL season. Get into a, pack, uh, a Patriots-Buccaneers Super Bowl. Talk about the taunting rule. Some other issues with the refs. Uh, get into a little Aaron Rodgers, a little Cowboys, and talk about Troy possibly maybe being teamed up with Al Michaels to call games on Amazon next year, and uh, the Manning cast. So a bunch of topics covered with Troy, and then train of thoughts uh, with Salicata. We get into um, the Urban Meyer situation. We also talk about you know whether we want to see a Pat's Buck Super Bowl. A lot of Kevin James talk after uh, the Netflix trailer dropped for the Sean Payton movie where Kevin James plays Sean Payton. So all that is on this week's edition of the SI Media Podcast. If you missed any recent episodes, go into the archives, check them out. Also subscribe to the Media Pod. Please leave a review if you can. I want to read some reviews here towards the end of the year. So review the pod on Apple if you can. And check out last week's episode with Stanford Steve from ESPN on Bad Beats. Jim Miller two weeks ago on the history of HBO. And uh, we had an all train of thoughts thanksgiving edition three weeks ago so check those out subscribe and again i will beg please re- leave a review give me that as a christmas gift all right here we go troy aikman from fox sports followed by train of thoughts right here on the si media podcast all right joining me now always nice when he comes on to talk about the nfl he is the top nfl analyst for fox and he works with joe buck every week and aaron andrews he is troy aikman troy how's it going going good how you doing jimmy Doing well, doing well. A little sad. I always feel like, you know, the holidays are nice, but it sort of signals we're getting to the end of the NFL season. So it gets a little bit sad for me this time of year. I feel like. Yeah, well. The weeks uh, are precious now. They are precious for me. This is kind of an exciting time of year, not only because it's the holiday, but also because these games start to mean something, you know, and start getting a little clarity. And then, 
you know, by the time the season ends, I'm, I'm kind of ready for a little break. So it's, it's, <laughs> this is all good right now. Especially with the double duty. Troy's got two games this week with uh, Chiefs Chargers Thursday and then Packers Ravens on Sunday. So it's a double double week for Troy. Let's cut. Let's cut right to the chase. Let's start with this. Are you ready? Are you ready for a Patriots Buccaneers Belichick Brady Super Bowl? I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, I am ready. Uh, I, I think America's ready. You know, um, I thought last year. I mean, it was. I, I, hey, I think a lot of Tom. Great respect for him. I consider him a friend. I've loved that he's been in the NFC for the last two years. Get a chance to see him a lot more and cover more of his games, and you know, just total respect and admiration for everything that he's done. I I think with that said, it unfortunately came at the expense of what I also believe to be the greatest coach of all time. And, and, and that's Bill Belichick last year. And so this year with uh, a lot of money spent and a rookie quarterback, who's, uh, I, I've been, uh, I've been happy to see new England do what they've done. And I think Bill this year has done in a lot of ways, what Tom did a year ago. And if they were able to meet then in the, in the Super Bowl, that that would be fantastic. I, I, I that would be hard for me though, because I have such respect for both guys and both organizations. Uh, I, I don't even know who want to see win that ball game, but it could very well happen. Uh, it's it's on that path. Yeah, you know, obviously the Patriots rookie quarterback has played well this year. So you know, you think the Bucks end of it will be pretty solid. They just really got to get through Green Bay, it seems like, but. The AFC obviously is a little more muddled, but I, you know, there isn't, you know, you work at Fox, the, the Super Bowl's on NBC, but I don't think, I think any single person in sports media is rooting for that Super Bowl right now, just because of the <laughs> anarchy that will come with it. Yeah, it would be, uh, there, I, you know, on the one hand, I'm not sure, I'm not sure how much Belichick would say. He didn't say much in the, in the lead up to their matchup earlier in the season. Uh, um, as is, is he done so brilliantly throughout his career, he, he'll walk the tightrope for two weeks prior to that game and, uh, with the media sessions. Yeah. The, yeah. the media with Bill that week, those two weeks would be pretty great. Yeah. Um, tell me, you know, I said, you know, it, it would seem the biggest obstacle for the Bucs to get to a Super Bowl lead, the Packers. I, I'm glad I'm having you on this week. For the, I'd love to hear from you as from your quarterback playing days. Now, on Sunday night, it didn't seem to be a factor at all. But tell me as a quarterback what Aaron Rodgers is going through with a broken pinky toe. I mean, you would think, you know, you have broken pinky toe. You don't think that's going to be such a huge factor. Now, the way he's playing, it doesn't seem like either. But he has said he's in pain. I know I've read something where they tried to maybe give him a shot. It didn't work. As a quarterback, how is, can that affect him? Uh, that's a good question. It's, it's an injury I've never had. I, I don't know that. I don't know how much pain he's in on game day. I, I think uh, I think they take necessary steps to where he doesn't feel a whole lot. It's it, we we had him a few weeks ago. Doesn't seem to limit him. I've seen him run and scramble and do all the things that he's done when he's been so called healthy. Uh, but as as he said, I take him at his word that it's something he has to contend with and deal with during the week. He really hasn't practiced. Uh, maybe that's changed here in the last week. But I know. When we got ready to see him uh, a week and a half ago or so, he wasn't practicing uh, all that much. Um, so he missed time because of COVID, came back, missed time, 
And it's always challenging, I think, for the rest of the team when your franchise quarterback isn't playing. It's, 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 it affects the offense, as everyone would imagine. But I think it, it affects the whole vibe of the defense as well. It just has a negative impact uh, on an entire workout. And for a week, that's, that's saying a lot. But uh, he's able to get through it, obviously, with all the years that he's been able to play. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it doesn't seem to me that it's had a whole lot of an impact on, on, on his play and what he is or isn't able to do. I will say that for a quarterback, uh, I had a calf injury one time, couldn't run at all, but you're able to manage all that as a quarterback as opposed to if you're a wide receiver or a defensive back, you, you're at the mercy of having to be able to do certain things, whereas quarterback, I think you can protect and play through a lot of injuries that just simply a lot of other positions cannot. I want to get into a couple of things on this season so far. Um, I don't know. I could, it could just be me. So I'm, I'm curious your take on this. I can't remember. I mean, one of the, I think it's good that everything seems to be wide open this year, especially the AFC. NFC may yeah. be a little more tightened up. Um, I don't remember though. Listen, there's always been bad teams in the league, but I don't remember this many you know, pretty much horrific and unwatchable teams. I mean, the Giants are unwatchable. <laughs> the Jets are unwatchable. The Texans, even, you know, you would think the Jaguars would be a fun team to watch every week because of Trevor Lawrence. They are unwatchable. Is, yeah. is something going on here that, you know, we're missing? Or is this, you think this is par for the course? What's going on with these? Uh, really yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I really haven't looked at it quite that deeply. I, I, I guess maybe because I'm not in the New York area. So I don't, you know, I don't have to watch not the even Jets. In, you know, yeah, I, mean, I don't have to watch the Jets or the Giants every week. But, but I understand I what you're saying. I, I, think, uh, I, I think there are always a handful of teams that, that are, for the most part, uh, to use your word, unwatchable. But uh, I agree with you also that I thought Jacksonville, I was excited for them. They had a lot of things that I thought were, were really in place for them. Uh, and I understand you're going with a rookie quarterback and, We've seen rookie quarterbacks have more success in recent years. We're, as we just said, we're seeing it in New England for sure. He's got a better supporting cast, but I, I don't think the supporting cast in, in Jacksonville is as poor as what they've shown, um, which leads to a whole other uh, conversation as far as what's, what's happening there with Urban Meyer and all the reports that are coming out of there. And, you know, will, in fact, he continue to be their head coach uh, in the foreseeable future. But yeah, there's some there's some bad teams, and I think kind of the 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 maddening thing or frustrating thing uh, on a much smaller scale for me, but more to those that root for those teams is that some of these so-called unwatchable teams have been that way for too many years, and and in a in a time when we have so much parity and teams going from last place to contending, uh, the Jets, the Giants, the you know Jaguars. Um, Chicago has, you know, they've been somewhat, I think they kind of tease you a little bit with their competitiveness, but there's been a lot of teams that just have not been very good for, for quite some time. Detroit, uh, obviously another one. So that's, uh, that's a disheartening thing, probably more for those fan bases. Yeah. It, there's a lot of those teams, it's like every year, but it, you know, you can be bad and fun. Those teams are <laughs> bad and not fun. That's I mean, and you don't see them because you're doing the A game every week, but yeah. You know, it's uh, it's sometimes it's rough in New York because you just stuck with the Jets and the Giants, and you know. Well, it is, and I I get a little uh, I get a little taste of it from time to time doing the Thursday nights where we'll have we'll have you know two bad teams, and 
and and it seems like this year, whenever we've had those those games, the the game has actually been pretty compelling. You know, I mean, it's right. been a fun game to watch. I I find that in each local market, and I live in Dallas, so I I hear obviously uh, uh, all there is to know about the Cowboys and and those fans and that media base. They only look at it through their lens of what's wrong with the Cowboys and. And then you cover other teams and you go to other cities. Every team has flaws. And it just seems that that's, that's the way it is. And I understand it. It's not a criticism. But uh, people who ask questions and write articles, they tend to focus more on the things that teams aren't doing as opposed to what they are doing. And so they all have their flaws. But uh, it, so whether or not they're compelling, if you're rooting for the Jets or you're rooting for the Giants and they're not winning games, no matter how compelling those games might be, I, I don't think at the end of the day with a loss, they feel much better about it. Right. Absolutely. Um, since you mentioned Dallas, you're there in Dallas, former, obviously, Hall of Fame Cowboy quarterback. Can the Cowboys make a run in the postseason, do you think? I, I guess uh, there's some blowback right now about the way Dak Prescott is playing. But what do you think about Dallas in the postseason? Yeah, I still think Dallas has a chance. I, I think they're. they're like a lot of teams right now that are that are doing some good things and yet not playing it as well as what maybe they feel that they can and I think the encouraging thing for Dallas if you're if you're someone who looks at it as a glass half full type guy then wow this defense is playing a lot better than anyone would have anticipated coming into the season and and it's hard to imagine that Dak won't get it going and the offense won't get back to doing some of the things that they were doing prior to to his calf injury and so from that perspective you'd say wow this bodes pretty well if you're a glass half empty guy you're concerned with the struggles of Prescott, knowing that you've got to have better quarterback play if you're going to ultimately achieve what you hope to. But uh, I, I do like this team. I, I like the players they have. They've got a lot of weapons on offense. I think they just need to get healthy. I'm not, I'm not certain. I don't know that he's not, but I'm just not certain based on what I've seen of him. I don't know that Dak is, is really all that healthy. It seems like he's playing through some things. And if not, he's certainly not playing with as much confidence as he once was. But I think if he's, if, if he, does need to get healthy, and he's able to do that along with Zeke Elliott. Uh, I, I think they've got a chance to go as far as they want. I mean, they can play with anybody when they're playing well. They've proven that. And I think there's way too much football left in this regular season to even start to try to figure out who's going to be playing well once we get into January. Right. So many injuries still happen, unfortunately, and yep. a lot to go through yep. here. You you know, it's funny. We, we talk about some NFC teams here with the Bucks and Packers and, and Cowboys. You caused a little bit of a stir a couple of weeks ago. I guess you did an interview where you said uh, you talk about the Rams and said that you don't think super teams in the NFL work. Um, and I saw that get a lot of headlines. And I, I guess the main rebuttal to that that people had were last year's Bucks. Now, I don't think last year's Bucks were a super team, but I'll give you a chance to ex- maybe expound on that and if what your theory is there about the Rams and super teams. Yeah, um, well, I, I I didn't know there was pushback to those comments, so I, I don't really keep up with whatever the reaction is to what I may or may not say during the course of a ball game. But I just think back to when I was playing. I know Washington tried that back in the uh, late '90s. They they put together a team uh, with Deion Sanders and Bruce Smith and a, a number of players, and uh, and I'm not even I don't even think they made the playoffs that year. And so my experience when I've seen teams really try to load the wagon for one run, uh, it, it, it hasn't worked. I, I'm with you. I, I, I don't put – I never thought of Tampa Bay a year ago 
as this all-star team. I, I just felt that in order to sign Brady, they needed to upgrade some positions. Some of those guys were already there. I mean, when you talk right. about Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and, you know, they're able to get Gronkowski out of retirement. He wouldn't have gone. He was going to go wherever Brady went. Brady could have signed with the Giants, and that's where Gronkowski would have been. So I just think that they did the right thing in getting good players around him. That defense was pretty much uh, who they were. And uh, so for the Rams, I, I, I understand. I mean, you try to do everything you can in order to put together a team to go and, and win it all. I just thought that uh, the, the, when they made the trade for Von Miller, that was the first time that it really kind of felt like, wow, they, they are really just all in in every way possible for this one year. You know, for Von Miller's a great player. I love the guy and uh, everything that he's been able to do. Uh, you know, but he's been in the league a long time. So I, I don't know how many, I guess the Rams will still have a few picks in the draft, but I just haven't seen that really work out. And the Rams have, have been unabashed in, in saying, yeah, we're, we're, we're all in on, on trying to win. And it's not just this year. They've, they've tried doing it like that in other years too. And yeah. so, uh, you know, we'll see. It works sometimes in basketball. I just, I just haven't. If you exclude Tampa, I guess you, there's those who would argue, no, Tampa is one of those teams. And, and if well, you consider Tampa one of those teams, then, then yeah, they did it a year ago. I, I happen to not. And then I'd say, I just haven't seen it in football. Yeah. I also think the big difference with Tampa was their acquisitions with Brady and Gronk and all that happened before the season, whereas the Rams are adding Miller and Beckham in season. So I think that yeah. is, you know. And the Beckham thing, uh, a little bit different in that they really didn't have to give up much uh, in order to bring him in. I, I thought that was, that was a that was a good acquisition on their part, uh, as far as when you're just looking at talent. You know, I, I do think the one thing, and let's take the Rams out of it. This is a, this is just in general that I, I the best the most talented teams don't always win. In fact, most of the time they don't. I mean, if you look at the best talent and you and you put it on a sheet of paper and you look at this team and you put it on a sheet of paper, who you would pick as the most talented team I, I bet more times than not does not win it's the it's the best team that plays together and so sometimes you bring in a, a really great player and that can be disruptive to a locker room it, it doesn't you know one plus one doesn't always equal two and so uh, you've got to be real mindful of that I think these personnel uh, departments and these general managers have to be really mindful of, okay, well, how does this impact the locker room? Is it going to be, is he a fit for our team or is he not? Uh, because simply just adding great players doesn't necessarily make for a great team. It's funny because as soon as you said about the best team doesn't always win, I, it's fresh in my mind because last night I watched, I caught up on a couple of the latest episodes of the uh, Brady series that's on ESPN plus man in the arena and they cover when they went 18 that the last episode covered their 18 and 0 season and then obviously became 18 and 1 when they lost to the Giants yeah. in the Super Bowl so um that's all you need to know about the best team doesn't always yeah. win that team was a juggernaut yeah it, it's amazing they lost and that was obviously the David Tyree at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. You know, I had you on this podcast. The, the first time I had you on, it was either 2018, 2019. And back then there were a lot of issues with the refs and you came on and, and, then, and then the first game you had after we talked about how bad the refs are, the, the first play, I think it was a flag on the kickoff and you were like, I can't believe this is going on. I want flag on every kickoff. I yeah, just commented well that, on that two weeks ago. I just, yep. it, 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 I, it, it blows me away that uh, virtually every kicking play, there's a, there's a penalty. Yep. Yep. But anyway, I digress. No, that's right. So I wanted to get into just the, the taunting for a second. Um, I, I don't, there's a lot of backlash to it from the fans and fans and even people like me who are in the content game, we like to see the celebrations and the taunting. I don't put this one on the refs though. This was coming from the league. Yeah. And I, you know, Joe came on, Joe was on right before the season started. And I asked him about it because I thought it was going to be a big theme throughout the season. And Joe was very clear and, he, you know, it really turned me on. And he said, listen, the rule is very simple. Just don't look at the person you're taunting. Just turn your head. If you're face to face, you're going to get the flag. You do it. You turn your body, turn your head. You're not going to get the flag. So this one, I put more on the on the players and the league for implementing the rules than the refs. How have you right. felt about the taunting penalty this year? Well, I think I think it's gone too far. I mean, I, I, right. I understand the emphasis. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly what the league does to receive their data on what they determine that's going to be their points of emphasis. But this was one. And I agree with you. I mean, the, the officials are the ones who ultimately get caught in the crosshairs. And, and all they're doing is basically enforcing the, the rules as Park Avenue wants. And so uh, I, I do think that in the games that we've had, we had one uh, just, just the other night. There was a taunting penalty, and, and I couldn't believe it. You know, it, just was, it was just next to nothing. But right. Again, that, if that's what the league wants, then that's what the officials are, are tasked with doing. And, and so it's uh, their responsibility to uphold that. But I think, I think like a lot of things, the, it, it tends to go too far. Um, and then if you're on the receiving end of one of those penalties, then you feel like as a fan and even as, as, a, as a club, 
sometimes that that you're giving up uh, a level playing field. Um, so I, whenever those things get called into uh, consideration and at the end of a ball game, when you're talking about a big penalty that may have impacted the outcome of the game, I, I don't think it's good for for our sport. And I think they'll probably pull back, which is usually the case. Whenever they're emphasizing holding, there's a lot of holding penalties. Yeah. Uh, and and throughout all the things that they, they want to have a point of emphasis on. And so my guess is this will – and probably already has. I don't know what the what the numbers suggest, but my guess is if you look at it from the beginning of the year to where we are now, it's probably gone down some, and I think that will continue into next year. Yeah. What I'd love to see them fix more than anything, I, mean, I think if my opinion, I would love to know what you think. I think the two biggest sort of issues with the refs is pass interference and roughing the passer. And I I can give the refs a pass on the on the pass interference calls because I think those happen so fast and right. they got to look at their feet. They got to look at the body, the hands. If you don't know if a hands, the roughing the passer to me is the one that has hurt the sport more than anything. And when you say hurt the sport, I mean, it doesn't really mean anything. 30 million people are watching the games, but the roughing the passer to me is the one that I wish they would. I get them wanting to protect the quarterbacks and people tune in for the quarterbacks. It's a quarterback league. You're a quarterback. Um, that's the one as a fan that bothers me more than any is, is some of these roughing the passes. I don't understand it at all. Well, when you have, when you have penalties like that, they, they, they keep drives alive. They add a lot of yardage. They affect uh, the outcomes of games and, and they're not, this isn't a criticism of the officials. I, I think what the officials, what they have to do, what you just said, it all happens so fast. And then with our cameras being able to slow everything down to milliseconds, and then we say, oh, well, that was a bad call or this was a good call. And, you know, nobody takes in consideration that they're having to make these calls in, in real speed, um, live speed. And so it's, it's an impossible task in a lot of ways. I think that the league tried uh, a couple years ago, as you know, to address the pass interference uh, after the NFC Championship <laughs> game with the Saints and the Rams. Yeah. And that the following year was a total debacle. Yeah. And uh, and I was one of those who have always felt that, you know, that it, that being the most penalized penalty, uh, that if you're talking about like 50 yards, it's gained on a play because of a pass interference call. It should be reviewable. They tried that and it didn't work out so well. So I, I, I was we were just having this comment. Joe and I were a couple nights ago before one of our games and. Back when I was playing or years ago, whenever a call was made, if it, you know, if it was wrong or you thought it was wrong, it, there wasn't a lot of time spent on it. There wasn't a lot of time spent on it by the announcers, by the networks, by replay. And you just kind of moved on. Right. And if it was the wrong call, you said, okay. But now it's, you know, replay has really made our game even more controversial than, than it was. And so right. when I was playing, the vote came in about instant replay. I was against it. I was never – I've never been in, in favor of instant replay. I lost a college game to USC because of a, a bad call that SC got a touchdown and, and the receiver, Eric Affolter, was out of bounds. And, and, and even after that, I didn't say, oh, if we only had instant replay, maybe the outcome of this game would have been different. I, I, just, I, I just think the officials, by and large, do a really great job. And so you, you wouldn't uh, want it now. You wouldn't want it now. I, either. I wouldn't want it now either. Right. I, I wouldn't want it now. I think it. I think it causes stress on the officials. They're constantly second-guessed. I, I, I mean, um, even with – I don't feel – I guess the reason is I don't feel that even with instant replay, 
that the game ends and there's any less controversy about these calls. I mean, right. we're getting the, we're getting more calls right more of the time, it would seem, and yet we probably have more controversy surrounding, and no one can agree on. It. I mean, we've got we've we've got Mike Pereira. He says, "Oh yeah, this was right." We got another guy for another network. He'll say no. And right. I've been in those. I went to the officials uh, seminar back when I first got in broadcasting back in two thousand one. And the referees in the room, they, they couldn't agree on what uh, roughing the passer was. You know what I mean? So uh, even amongst themselves, there's, there's discrepancies on, on what it is and, and, and what it isn't. But, uh, yeah, it's here to stay. It kind of is what it is. But I do agree with Bill Parcells when he was first asked, asked if he wanted an instant replay. I said, if, we, if you're telling me we can get all the calls right all the time, then I'm in favor of instant replay. But if it's just some of the calls, some of the time, then I'm not. And, and, right. and, and I, I, I think Bill Parcells was on to something. Great typical <laughs> Bill quote right there. That's for sure. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't think of it, but you're right. I mean, it doesn't help too when there's a controversial call and the rules analyst is saying this is what it's going to be. And then it replaces it something different. And then that just leads to, like you said, another level of the. Although I will say that what, what has been good for us and I think good for the fan, for the viewing audience is that, they do jump in there and correct some mistakes right away without having to go to a replay and shut down the game and go to commercial right. break. And I think that is, that's been awesome. I mean, that, there's some yeah. real improvement there. I'm, I'm going to take a left turn here since you mentioned you went to that rookie uh, referee seminar in your first year, which was, I mean, it's 20 years now you're doing this. Yeah. Um, I think when I've had you on before, we've you, you know you've mentioned maybe something about getting into ownership. Does the does the or front office does the does the twenty year does the number twenty mean anything to you about sort of like reflecting and going forward and what do you want to do or it's just another year for you? Uh, just just another year. It's my uh, you know surprisingly, it's actually my twenty first year in broadcasting. It's my twentieth year. Uh, in the number one booth with Joe Buck. Who'd you um, do the games with your first year? Yeah, my first year was Dick Stockton okay. and, and Daryl Johnston, you know, former okay. uh, Cowboys teammate, which, yep. was, which was a great year, um, a lot of fun, learned a lot. And then I worked uh, – then Madden left in right. 2002 and went to Monday Night Football, and Fox paired Joe and I and Chris Collins worked together for three years and right. and learned a lot during those three years working along with Chris. But uh, So Joe and I actually have been uh, uh, in a two-man booth for, uh, I guess, 17 years now. Yeah, and there's rumors out there that Amazon wants you and Al Michaels to do Thursday Night Football next year when they get that. Um, would you be interested in that gig? Uh, maybe. Um, you know, I'm not sure where all that might lead or, or, you know, how things end up. And right now I'm just focused on, on Fox. I, I do know this. I, I love working for Fox. I, I love the people I work for. I love, I love the people I work with. And I've had the same, talk about 21 years. I've had the same producer for 21 years, uh, Richie Zients. I've never had another producer, um, whether it was with Stockton or working with Joe Buck and, and uh, you know, Eric Shanks now with David Hill and Ed, Ed Gorn and David Hill hired me and now Eric Shanks and Brad Zager. And so I've been really fortunate. It's kind of a mom and pop type operation that I don't know it's that way at other networks um, that whenever I have a question to be able to call the people who actually sign my checks is, is pretty nice. And uh, so I've enjoyed that. Now where it might lead with, with Amazon, I've, I've, 
I'm aware of those conversations as well. Um, I guess time will tell. So listen, I, I'm not, listen, I wouldn't expect you to come on here and be like, oh yeah, Jimmy, I'm going to Amazon with Al Michaels. But I do have one question that I hope you could, would you, if, if the Amazon thing was going to happen, would you just be doing Amazon or would you be doing Amazon and Fox? Or you don't know that yet? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I, there's been conversations, like I've not had conversations myself with anyone, with, with right. Amazon or with Fox about this. So uh, there has been conversation that if Amazon had an interest in me, maybe I would continue with the same schedule that I've been doing. And that is Thursday nights with Amazon and then doing the late game and the playoffs with, with Fox. I will say that that's a lot. Uh, I, I've been doing it for four years now. I, I really thought I'd do it for one year. And the first year was a lot of fun doing Thursday nights, a primetime game and, and something that I had never done before. And and then now here I am in my fourth year. Uh, it, it's a lot. It takes, uh, I don't want to say it takes the enjoyment out of it because I really love what I do. What it takes away is the time spent with the crew and really being able to get to know and enjoy the people on your crew. There's people that, who have been on our Fox crew now for two or three years who I really don't know because I haven't been around them. And I think that like any good team, that's that's part of it. I mean, that's kind of the magic in what you do. And so I'm not I'm not ruling that out. Uh, my preference because of uh, how difficult it is, my preference would be to get back to a normalized schedule and do one yeah. game a week. I mean, Joe, Joe, if you left Joe for Al, it'd be one of the great like broadcasting transitions that that a color man can make. It would, you know. I mean, you got two of the best right there. You go from one to well, the other. Well, I think that, you know, <laughs> I, I think I think Joe is the best. And I've enjoyed, yeah. I've really enjoyed working with him. And uh, I've been fortunate. I mentioned Dick Stockton uh, and then the last 20 years to be working with Joe. And until you stand right next to somebody and watch him work, I mean, there's people in our business who who have a pretty good feel and know that he's good. But still, I don't think. I don't think anyone has the appreciation for how great he is uh, other than myself who stands next to him each and every ball game. I'm a big Joe defender and he comes on and I think he's great on and off the field when he's doing the games, not doing the games. Yeah. But I, I got to ask because it was like headlines again. This, I feel like this comes up once in a blue moon when Joe does interviews. He always, there's always this, uh, he always references this time when he peed in a bottle while doing the game and calling a touchdown and everyone goes to Joe about this. And I think you slyly tried to get him to talk about it during a recent game. Cause he was saying something about a long game, but no one goes to Troy and says, <laughs> how did Troy feel about the guy next to him being in a bottle while they're doing a game? I want to know, know what it was like from your perspective. I'm, I, I'm not sure. I'm wondering if I was at that game. I mean, I, I'm wondering if it was before me when he was doing a game, I don't recall. Okay. I don't recall it ever happening. I, I, I wouldn't count it out. I mean, I wouldn't say I mean, that's oh, something no. you think you would recall. I, I yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I would have noticed. I mean, I, I can't imagine being being that sly that I that right. I wouldn't have noticed. Um, but I but no one goes to the bathroom as much as I, I drink. I got it right here. I, I, I drink a gallon to a gallon and a half of water. every Hold, day, it, hold so. that up again for the people on YouTube. I want them to see. It's like bigger yeah, this, than your torso. Holy cow. This is this is a full gallon. And uh, and so I'm I'm going to the restroom. The greatest people ask about the various broadcast booths. As long as there's a bathroom in the broadcast booth, I'm happy. I don't care what it what else. So it can has, you go but, to the bathroom like, you know, team punts? commercial before the next team takes next possession you can run to the bathroom and get back in time usually most stadiums the bathrooms if they're not if there's not one in the booth 
there's one right outside the booth. It's it's pretty convenient where it's located compared to our broadcast booth. There there are stadiums where uh, I know that Carolina is one. There's another one I can't re- maybe it's Jacksonville that I mean you have to sprint. I mean a full on sprint and sprint back and then then you get there just as they're counting it down twenty seconds and then you're you know. I mean, I'm I'm not 30 years old anymore. I'm 55 years old, so I I I get winded a little bit easier. So then I got to try to, you know, harness that in before uh, before we go on air. So you, if you're doing a game in Carolina, you don't think to yourself, "Let me cut back on the gallon, maybe do half a <laughs> half a gallon today." No, my my health and wellness is is more important. So I yeah. I still I still take the jug and drink it. I enjoy your Instagram. You have a lot of good posts on Instagram about health and wellness, and I enjoy it thoroughly. So um, thank you, thank you. Yeah, that. it's been really, uh, it's been real important. I, 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 I've kind of teased it a little bit. I teased it again today. I've got a, I've got a venture I've been working on for two years. We're announcing it uh, at, right after the new year, uh, early January. We're going to be announcing what it is. I can't say just yet, but mm. I'm really, really excited. And I think, uh, I, I think people are going to, to really like it. So uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. But, you know, health and wellness has been real important to me, Jimmy. I, I've worked out, you know, ever since I shoot as far back as I can remember. I've always wanted to be a professional athlete. I've always worked out. And, and then even more so after I retired, um, health and wellness became even more important to me. And, and, uh, and so it's kind of, it's not quite in that space, but it, it, it fits as to where I'm at right now with my life and uh, things I'm trying to, things that are important to me. Are you going to be competing with TB12? No. Okay. We don't, we don't no. want, we don't want that. I mean, no, I, I think if any, if we've learned anything over the last uh, <laughs> 20 plus years, it's that you don't compete with TB12. So right. <laughs> talk, talk about, you know, you don't need to advertise. Just look at, just look at the guy who's running the company and that's all you need to know. <laughs> that's right. Um, you know, we talked about a little bit about the broadcasting stuff. You know, and I even mentioned Amazon. I mean, they're going to, there's a rumblings out there. They want the Manning cast. You have not been on the Manning cast yet, have you? No, I'm not. Okay, because they got two left. So I got, they got two more left to get you on there. Um, Now I'm drawing a blank about what I was going to ask you. Oh, I know you're a big, um, you love the ESPN pregame with the uh, Randy Moss segment there. You always. So do you watch the Manning cast after that? Or do you stick with, are you sticking with the regular telecast? What I have to ask any football person who comes on this year, what they think about the Manning cast. It's been, yeah, I, uh, I watched a little bit of it the, the first uh, week. And then I've watched little bits and pieces here and there. I saw a little bit of when Joe was on with them uh, a week or two ago, I flip over a little bit. Uh, what, and I've enjoyed it. I, I think it's a, I think it's a cool format. I think, uh, I think we're always trying to kind of reinvent things and figure out a new, fresh way to present something. And I think they've done a good job with that. Um, and we've, we've already known, I think the personality of Peyton Manning, but, but it, it comes out even a little bit more natural, a lot less scripted from a commercial or something like that. So I think that's been really great for him. Uh, it's been great for Eli. I think it's been great for viewers. I don't watch it quite as much. I, 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 I gravitate more towards the broadcast just because I really want to watch the game. Um, and it seems to me like maybe the, the Manning 
cast is more of a second screen type thing, um, which which I, I don't multitask very well. But so I tend to watch the uh, the regular broadcast so I can keep up with the game a little bit more. But they've had great guests. It's been entertaining when I've when I've clicked over and watched some of it, and uh, they've done a great job with it. Would you ever want to be a part of that kind of a sh- not the Manning cast, but that type of broadcast or? you would just want to stick to the, doing the games the way you've done them in the natural traditional way. You know, it's a, it's a good question. I, I think the, uh, the important thing to me, like I've been asked if I'd, if I'd want to do a studio show, if I'd want to do a pregame show. And, and I think that, I think at some point in my career before I'm done, I think I probably would. I've, I've done, I've done Fox's pregame show. Uh, usually, I usually do it once a year. Whenever I've got a game in LA, I'll go in early and do it. But th- the reason I enjoy doing that show so much is because of the guys that are on it. And I love Jimmy and Terry and Howie and Kurt and Stray. And so I just enjoy the time. I, I don't view it as extra work. I don't view it as anything other than I get to go hang with the guys. And I think that's how they all look at it. And that's why it works. So I would, I would enjoy doing a show. Uh, I'd, I'd enjoy doing any kind of show if I really enjoyed the guys I was with and had a, had a, had a real friendship and relationship with them because I think the viewer picks up on that. I, I think the viewer, when they watch Peyton and Eli, they know obviously they're brothers, but you can tell there's a lot of respect for each other and they really like each other and it comes across. And I think that part of the success that Joe and I have had if anyone, you know, there's people who don't like us. I mean, let's be honest, but they're, but the people who do like us, I think the reason that they do uh, as much as anything is they sense that there's chemistry there and we genuinely like each other and we're friends. I think that that's something, you know, as well as I do, that you, you can't simply fake that if you're on camera together. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the Peyton Eli thing, my big, I've said this before, my biggest fear is like, you know, other networks try to copy it and it's like. Which, which they probably will. Uh, yeah. And then, it, and then it becomes, then, then, it, then, you know, they have, and then, it, okay, well, is it as good as it was? And Yeah. It's a fine, you know, I, listen, I don't have any, I've never interviewed Peyton. I've never met Peyton. So I don't know anything about him personally, but he does seem like the type of guy and I could be wrong, but like, I don't think he just let anyone sort of, you know, bust his balls. Like I think Eli can get away with it because it's his brother and that obviously sure. adds so much to it. So it's, you know, other networks are going to try to copy it, but you don't, it, it, it's a really fine line there. And, you know, it's not going to work with other people, I think. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah. Um, is that, you know, you mentioned the hectic schedule with Thursday, Sunday. I'm just now when we get into this time of year with the holidays, Christmas, New Year's, is everything just heightened for you? Or, I mean, you've got games. Are you doing the Christmas Day game? Yeah. Now, does, is that a bummer for you? Like you miss Thanksgiving with the family, you miss Christmas with the family, or you think, okay, this is my job. I get paid well. I just do it. I don't think about it. Uh, I've, I, I, I mean, it's, I'd, I'd like to be with my daughters and family for, for the holidays. Uh, my girls both in college, I'm an empty nester for the first time this year. And, and so, uh, getting to spend time with them, but I'll, but I'll, I'll get to spend time with them. Uh, you know, they're, they're home for a month. And so I'll, I'll, but, but yeah, missing that is I view more as just part of the job. I, I goes back to when I played, I, I I've only had one Thanksgiving off since I was 21 years old. And that was my first year when I was on the number two crew with Dick Stockton and Daryl Johnston and, and that was nice. But other than that, 
you know, for 30 plus years, I've been working on Thanksgiving. I've, I worked on Halloween this year. I worked on Christmas last year. I work on Christmas this year. And it's just, it's just all part of it. Now we're in Lambeau. We're, we're in Green Bay on Christmas, Christmas afternoon. I, I, right. Now, if I'm snowed in and I can't get out of there, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm, I'm to end it on this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can get you to say something controversial, but I, I, I'm sure you won't, but I, I got it. Were you a little teeny tiny bit bummed that you had to do lions and bears on Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was one of those games. I was trying to think. I know we've had games that were less than – compelling uh going in and that that was the one that but i i said to our crew i really think this is going to be a great game i mean these are two teams that aren't very good they're talking about firing the coach right after this game the lions haven't won a game and you know but i i think this is a really interesting compelling game in in just a nonsensical kind of way and it ended up being every bit of that so you're so, uh, you love you love your job that's what that proves you i love do. your job yeah yeah, because I, I, I tweeted, I tweeted the day before that game, or maybe two days before that game. I said, if I'm Joe and Troy, I call my Fox bosses and I say I tested positive for COVID, and then two <laughs> days later on Thanksgiving, you say false positive. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. I'm, I'm good to go on Sunday. <laughs> that actually was a was a fun game. That was a fun game to call. Um, yeah. but it it reminds me. I will say this, Jimmy, that when you when you are preparing for one of those games like that which if you're on the fourth, fifth, sixth crew or whatever, you're getting – that's most every week that you're getting games like that. And there's not a lot of positives to discuss when you're talking with these coaches and the players, and right. it really drags you down. I mean, I'm fortunate that when we have a game, other than the occasional Thursday night game, I mean, they're good competitive yep. games with teams that have played really, really well, and it, and it makes it fun to be a part of that. So I've, I'm blessed. There's no doubt. Yeah, it's a good week for you guys. Chargers, Chiefs should be good, and then um, right. Packers, Ravens. I guess no Lamar Jackson, but um, you know, anytime you get the Packers and and Aaron Rodgers, that that's always good. Yep, yep, it's gonna be a great week. All right, enjoy the week. I appreciate you coming on. Happy holidays and uh, good luck with everything down the road. Thank you, Jimmy. Good All talking right, to you. You too. Yeah. Be well. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed Three Six Five. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? 
especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. All right, joining me now for our weekly Train of Thought segment, Sal Licata from WFAN Radio in New York, SNY TV, obviously now a SI Media podcast regular. <laughs> Sal, how are you? Great. How are you? Trying to enjoy this holiday season. Have you done all your shopping yet? Not even. I Put it this way. I haven't even given it a thought. Today was the first day I was actually, all right, what can I get my wife that's going to get her off my back a little bit, make her enjoy the holiday? All, all, all these Saturday NFL games coming up. <laughs> I, I got to do something at the year end. And you'll like this. I get the double whammy. Her birthday this weekend, December 19th. So I oh. now only get I get December nineteenth, the birthday, which happens to be a football Sunday this year, and then Christmas that follows. And I have to separate them, otherwise. Right, you know, right. Yeah. Oh, that's a whammy with the birthday falling on an NFL Sunday. It oh, and it usually falls on the NFL Saturday. I've gotten used to that over the last couple seasons. So listen, I can sit here for like eighty hours and go through a billion things that make me old. It happened like there's not a minute that goes by where I don't feel old. And one of the things that always makes me feel old is whenever I say to someone about, did you do your Christmas shopping or I got my Christmas shopping or anything? And like, what are you just doing on Amazon? Like, <laughs> well, I don't know. Like I go to the store, like call me crazy. Like I go to the store and I buy things. Now, I, do mean, you- I don't even love buying. Listen, I use Amazon all the time, but like, right. I don't even like buying stuff for me on Amazon because I like to see it. Do you go to the store, specifically Christmas shopping, knowing? Because if you walk in the mall without a plan, you, chances are you're not coming out of there with anything good. But do you know going in, like, all right, I need this, that, this is what I'm going to look to get? I Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Otherwise, you, you, know, great... you stop it at Spencer's and say, oh, can I get anything useful yeah. in here? And, you know, whatever other stores I, they have. You know, the one benefit of working from home because of the pandemic and everything is that like I can go on off hours to the mall. Like I went last night kind of late. So it wouldn't be crowded. I saw a great fight at Roosevelt field mall because I had to get a, had to pick up gift cards for the mall, like the Simon gift cards. And it's a terrible setup at the mall where you have to go downstairs to the lower level of Roosevelt field mall Mm -hmm. and Go to the mall management office, and that's the only place that sells the gift cards. Oh God, that's brutal. so. I go there, and there are two people. There, there's a woman at the counter getting her stuff done. Two guys ahead of me. The woman's taking forever. I, I don't know what's going. On. I think what happens is for every gift card you buy, they have to like activate it with the computer. And she bought a bunch, so it took forever. And now that me and the two guys ahead of me, everyone's getting losing their minds. Now this guy goes up to the <laughs> counter it's his turn it was this it was a large asian guy and i only mentioned that because it'll come back in the story um and he's buy he's buying about 20 to 30 gift cards and he wants them for 500 each whoa and the woman behind the counter tells him 
she starts asking him, like, if he's using these as money orders, because that's illegal. And then, then he's not allowed to come back and buy them anymore. And he always comes and there's always a problem. And he has to fill out. A, like, I guess if you buy gift cards over a certain amount, you have to. they made him fill out a form. Oh, God. The lady was very nasty to him, accusing him of, like, doing something illegal with the gift cards. And then he said, oh, are you discriminating against me? And I'm there and I have two gift cards I'm buying. So I'm like in the middle of the fight. I'm like, excuse me. Is it OK if I go ahead of you? I just have two. And the guy was as nice as he's like, yeah, go ahead. I'm like, I wouldn't ask, but I see you have to fill out all this paperwork. He's okay. like, yeah, he's like, you know, this woman wants me. And they went back and forth the whole time I was there getting my gift cards. And she was saying he was doing something shady. He's oh saying that tis the season. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, Merry Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Merry Christmas. Everyone. <laughs> Merry Christmas. It's par for the course. So it's kind of the norm when you go but out. He there. was buying like. 20 to 30 500 gift cards so i'll tell you from the customer service side of that because i used to work whether it was at king cullen the supermarket or at home depot that stuff can be a major major pain in the ass when somebody would come stuff? and say oh i need a money order oh, or yeah. i need this or that i was like uh I'm, I'm on break go find somebody else with an apron on i'm out of here well, there, there's the problem terrible yeah. customer service you were heading <laughs> to the yeah it wasn't my calling it wasn't for me uh, let's get into some train of thoughts topics here. I don't have a ton. I feel like the only theme of the week is COVID, and I'm not talking about that. So let me ask you this. You're an Atlanta Falcons fan, so your team has no chance to win the Super Bowl. Ever. You would like the New York football teams to be good, but they are both completely – they're not bad. They're unwatchable. So <laughs> I just had worse, I think. Right, exactly. So I just had Troy Aikman on, and I asked Troy, first question out of the gate, is he ready for a – Patriots, Bucks, Brady versus Belichick Super Bowl, and Troy was all in on it. How does Salicata feel about that? Of course, I would be all in on it. I'm surprised Troy has, you know, didn't go his Cowboys. Now I know that he doesn't want to be a homer and all that, but if you watched him closely this year, as I know you have, he's talked up those Cowboys a lot. So I'm sure there's a part of him that would like to see that matchup. How could any? Now I hate the Bucks. Full disclosure, I, I, and I have been in the Belichick camp, and I, how could you not love Brady and respect Brady, especially now that he's shown a personality? It would be the ultimate matchup on the ultimate stage, and I personally would be pulling hard for Belichick to get one back on Brady, and or really have one over on Brady. Last year, Brady did his thing; he looked like the king. Now Belichick has a chance to get back. So yeah, I, I mean, sign me up. What, what would be the better matchup well, than that? that? That's what I'm curious about. I'm impressed with your take because I'm curious about the people. There's so many people out there who hate Brady and Belichick. And obviously, I think most of it just because they're good and they're always there. Right, the they're jealous of at the end. And I'm curious if those people even would want to see that Super Bowl or would be turned off by it. I don't see how you cannot want that Super Bowl. Um, you know, I, I love both of those guys. I, I think to me, Brady's been my number one favorite player to watch over the last 20 years. I love watching him play. I love the personality that's there. I'm biased. I've said this a million times. I interviewed him 100 years ago in person. He couldn't have been nicer. So I've always loved Tom Brady. I think Belichick's the greatest coach of all time. I think he's actually the only coach in the NFL who actually knows how to coach the game. Agreed. It's amazing that no one else knows how to do it. Not even close. Now, listen, I like the Chiefs. I love Mahomes, but we've seen them the last couple of years. I'd rather see the Patriots in there with Belichick. I think if Rodgers is there, it's going to be two weeks of like, COVID and, you know, I'm immunized, immunized stories. I don't right. want to see that. I, I'm, I couldn't possibly want a Bucks Pat Super Bowl anymore. I hope it happens. It's not going to be easy, especially for the Patriots rookie quarterback. But the other see. key that you bring up is the week in between where it's all about 
the storyline. So now I'd be into Dallas, and I think that there's some storyline there. Even Rodgers, I know, would get annoying with the you know the the COVID stuff, whatever. But w- there's no better story maybe ever going in. And you can talk about how many rings this guy has, or Super Bowl trophies this guy. But that story with the greatest head coach of all time versus the greatest quarterback of all time going head to head after just two short years ago, they were in the midst of their dynasty run. I just, it it would be, you couldn't draw that up. So I would sign me up for that. The one thing that would annoy me is because of the way we are now in this society, everyone would take it as whoever won that matchup. Right. That's the better, what, you know, right. Football talent. And that's obviously, you know, I hated the fact that because Brady won last year, some people try to diminish Belichick. Just of course they stupidity. did. Oh, look what the look what the yeah. Pats did without him. That, see, that bothered me because I thought the other way. Oh, look what they did without him. They couldn't even make the playoffs. They stunk, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah? Look at him now. So Just further proof that people are idiots. That's yeah, the greatest right. quarterback of all time. That's the greatest coach of all time. And if End you don't. Story. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next train of thoughts topic. I, I don't know what there is here to say about Urban Meyer, but I do think one of the thi- one of the things that's not being talked. I mean, a lot of people are saying, and rightfully so, you get a you get away with a lot of bullshit in college. You're not getting away with it in the NFL. I mean, college football is totally rinky dink nonsense compared to the NFL, where you're dealing with professionals, the media, everything. Um, but it goes to show, like. When you think about it, the there's you there are so few top level college coaches who go to the NFL and succeed. It's really amazing, and all these you know even people want to say like Matt Rule's done. So, when Matt Rule first came on, it was oh Matt Rule is so great. You know who are the college guys? Jimmy Johnson. Now you're talking about a hundred years ago. I'm talking mm-hmm. about last five ten years. Who's the college coach that's come in? Clingsbury? Okay, you want to give me him? I would Which say I'm shocked still, at still to this day. I'm shocked that that was the case. I'd say the jury's still out on saying he's a great coach, but okay, right. you want to throw me Clingsbury. But like, I'm just surprised these NFL teams always dip into college. I would go for the assistant way more than I would go for the yeah, college it, coach. I get what you're saying. It's an inexact science, right? Because I always hated the idea of, oh, let's go get the hot coordinator. You know, oh, Dan Quinn, because he was the defensive coordinator on a tremendous Seahawks team. All of a sudden, that means the Falcons are now going to have a great defense. And and that's just one example. But how many times have we seen it where you get the hot coordinator who's good, in this case, defensive. He goes to the Falcons. They never play defense. And their strength is offense. Or Brian Billick, years ago, leaves the Vikings 15-1. and Brilliant offensive mind goes to the Ravens. They couldn't score to save their lives, but yet they had the greatest defense that we've ever seen since the 85 beer. So I don't love the hot coordinator either. So what is it? Do you go special? I actually think here's what I think it is. I think the, the guys who are most successful are the coaches who have already had a job, head coaches who have had a job, been fired. Maybe it didn't like, you know, Belichick classic case with Cleveland. Then he goes to New England. He's a genius. Andy Reid, Philadelphia. Then he goes to KC, gets a Super Bowl. I, it's almost, I'd rather take a chance on that person. Now, listen, I, so would I, for the record. Right. And I know then, we're going to get, fl- that's why I didn't mind. And it was going to sound nuts, especially in retrospect. I didn't mind Adam Gase because I figured, all right, I like the guys who go somewhere first, fail, right. learn like Josh McDaniels to me, next place he goes, going to be a stud. I, right. 
Right. I'd rather, that's my point. I'd rather go for a Josh McDaniels than any college coach. These, co- you know, I've heard for years about Kirk Ferentz. Basically, yeah, like, right. and the bottom line is this everyone's going to, you know, the story right now is as we tape this, the whole thing is about Urban Meyer kicked the kicker. That's the story. He kicked. Is that, is that a fact? I mean, I saw the story, but do we know that for a fact? That's one side of the story, right? Urban is yet to address it. I tend to believe it because the guy went to like the, his agent and they got the Jaguars involved. So I doubt he made it up. What the hell is he doing? Kicking up. I mean, he's an idiot, but that's beyond. Right. Well, that's, but here's because again, in college, it's all bullshit that, you know, maybe get away with that. and you lead right into my point about this. The whole focus now is going to be on Urban Meyer kick the guy. It's the quote that the kicker claims Urban Meyer gave him when the kicker said, Josh Lambeau, don't kick me. And Urban goes, I can do whatever I want. I'm the head coach. Oh, God. well, that's the bullshit of that's college football nonsense. That is not going to fly in the NFL. Right. I don't I don't understand why he's still there. That's what Josh Lambeau has been in the league a long time kicker or not. It doesn't matter. I mean, you can't. First of all, you can't. Obviously, it goes without saying you can't kick somebody. But that quote, you're right. I mean, look, I like the head coach to have order and to be the leader. And I want him calling the shots. But it's got to be respectfully done and understand that you're dealing with professionals, not young, immature college kids who happen to be partying in their dorm room. Well, that's what you think. Belichick is doing any of this, you know, nonsense? No, but he's got order. Well, I think he, if, if something happened and somebody questioned him, he'd probably be caught the next day. Simple right. as that, if, if we right. were done in a disrespectful manner. And here's, to me, the other thing that, this is why I don't understand why Urban Meyer is still there. He's a complete joke. And Trevor Lawrence has not gotten better from, like, a rookie quarterback, he's supposed to see some improvement. Does he's Trevor Lawrence has shown nothing the whole year. So, to me, that's, Right, to Another knock on factor. him as well yeah. on the field. Let me, let me just ask you, though, how did we get to the point? Because now there's the groundswell. And I understand, you know, the incident with the, the, the young girl out at the bar and, and them losing. But how did we get to the point prior to him getting that job? And I know he quit and whatever and, you know, retires and comes back. But Urban Meyer was once looked at like one of the great coaches. And even when he got the job in Jacksonville, I remember people in New York saying, oh, they wish they had the combo of Meyer and Trevor Lawrence coming there. How did we go from that, one of the great coaches and seeing what he's going to do and take the NFL by storm, to now like he is the biggest loser walking the face of the earth, or at least from a football perspective, get this clown out of the NFL? Well, a couple of things. I think he was a, he was super successful in college, but surrounded by unbelievably shady stuff that in college you can sweep under the rug. All you have to do is go watch on Netflix, the Aaron Hernandez doc, of course, who played for Meyer. And when Aaron Hernandez would get in trouble for, with the police, the police would go to, I don't know if they'd go to Urban Meyer, but they'd go to the football department at Florida and then they'd get everything, you know, sweep so, it under the rug. Of right. course, right. So, so a lot there. of shady stuff that goes on. And then the bottom line is the NFL is not college. He's trying to do what he did in college in the NFL. Right. That's why but, he's gotten he, to this point. You know, er, early on, too, he was saying, well, what was the exact quote that he says? Oh, you know, every every week it's like playing Alabama or something right. like that, or I can't right, go right. get So he, then he's already starting to talk about, holy crap. I'm that, probably, was you know, yeah, right. that was week one. Yeah, right. That was week one. Yeah. He's in over his head yeah. early on. But and the just, thing, isn't it crazy the fall from grace with him? And the, th- and the thing with the bar was, again, everyone focused on the fact that, you know, He's grinding on the woman or whatever. Mm-hmm. He let his team fly back to Jacksonville after the third. Now I reached Fired out to spot. every NFL ex current NFL player I know. 
Every single one said never saw that before in their careers. Should have been fired. Because he thinks it's college um, football. That's, he, you know. He can't do that. And the owner, right. you know, who's supposed to be a good guy, obviously has a ton of money there. He's been duped. He's got to make a change. Now, I'm sure they will. Some people think he's not even going to last a week now, but we'll, right. we'll see. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency and consistency scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality visit lazarusnaturals.com today lazarus naturals committed to improving your life as well as the world around you not available in idaho iowa or south dakota rain or shine every day is a great day for fishing right you got rain gear but you can't overlook sunny day gear a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like, literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50. And it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Speaking of horrible things, final train of thoughts topic here. The trailer for the Kevin James oh, Sean Payton movie. Come on. I don't understand who I, like is it. I'm all, I need to know if the people who made the movie, it's a Netflix movie. They're trying to be funny. Like, are they trying to make it so bad? It's funny. I mean, first of all, the casting alone, it has to be an inside joke. It can't be. Did you see the trailer? Uh, I did not. I saw it going around yesterday. I couldn't even watch the. I, I just I couldn't care less. To your point. I mean, so. Is this a real thing? Come on now. Why would the I watch first scene, It is a real thing. It's a movie on Netflix. What do you mean? Is it a real thing? Yes, it's a movie on Netflix. Kevin Why? James playing. About Sean Payton and Kevin James is playing him? Because I guess when Sean Payton got suspended for um, the bounty gate, mm-hmm. he went. For, he took the year off to coach his son's, I don't know, high school, middle school, peewee, who knows so what that's football what it's about. team. Okay. But, this, but, it, but nothing in there looks even remotely realistic. Yeah. The first scene of the trailer... An attractive blonde woman comes into Peyton's office and says, Roger Goodell is on the phone. And he goes, oh, you mean Roger Goodell? So now, so the movie, is the movie implying that Sean Peyton hired someone who doesn't know who Roger Goodell is? Right. In the NFL, she works for the Saints at the time or whatever. Right. I mean, it just. I just, I don't know. I mean, I like Kevin James and some of the other movies. This 
I can't take him seriously. I mean, I'm thinking I'm going to see, you know, Paul Blart Mall Cop out there or a zookeeper, and I'm supposed to take him seriously as being Sean Payton. On top of that, do I really need to see a movie about Sean Payton going through? The- no, I don't. Well, I, I don't. Listen, if you're going to. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any interest in a Sean Payton movie, but if you can make it interesting and compelling, I might check in. And if you could get someone who plays him better than Kevin James. Well, let me ask you this. Would you watch that um, Kurt Warner movie? I would watch that before I'd watch the Sean Payton movie. But at least looks- I like. But at least there's a story there. I mean, the guy was a grocery yeah. bagger. There's a st- and then goes to the and I love that Rams team. Maybe the uh, I, well, I don't love that Rams team, but I do love that story. But maybe maybe the just the way that they they look cheesy to me. Well, yeah. they don't look like yeah. real movies. I love I a just, good sports. How movie. how are you gonna cast Kevin James to play Sean Payton? I don't. I mean. I will say for the interest of full disclosure, I do have a vendetta against Kevin James, though. I think we both do. What's yours? I saw one of the times I saw Billy Joel at MSG. You know, a lot of times, <laughs> when, a, a lot of times <laughs> when Billy Joel does, he does a resident. For those who don't know around the country, Billy Joel is a residency at MSG, meaning he plays Madison Square Garden once a month. Or at least he did before COVID. And it was great because once a month, if you felt like going to see Billy, you could pop in and, you know, go to the garden. And often, very often, there was always surprise guests. I think one night I saw Paul Simon. One night. Um, Brian Adams. Bon Brian Chobie. Adams. Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah. And I go there one night and I'm all fired up. Like, who's going to be the guest? And the guest is Kevin James, who came out and like butchered some song that i like i'm like well, hold on i'm paying like you know 200 bucks for a ticket and i have kevin james butchering one of the billy joel songs i like you know where's oh. my discount I, that's I, not what i paid for i remember you complaining about that do you remember when um when he called my radio show once trying to challenge me i was doing well, a radio he, sh- but you bashed him didn't you? yeah well i mean i was just saying that he's not a real met fan i mean kevin james he's one of these guys celebrity go out there take batting practice Next thing you know, the producer's like, oh, my God, Sal, Kevin James. I'm like, get the hell out of here. Kevin James isn't calling the show. Sure enough, it was him. He comes on. I was like, hey, Kevin. He was legitimately pissed at you. He went on like a 40-second rant just ripping me to shreds and goes, and this was at the time I was at WOR, which is, you know, like a minor league compared to the fan. He goes, and if you were worth anything, you'd be working at WFN and hung up on me. Well, look at now me you're now, working Kev. At, now you're working yeah. at WFAN. Yeah, and you're making stupid movies about Sean Payton, you clown. No, I'm just kidding. I, lo- I do like Kevin James. I'm, I'm sure Netflix gave him a nice chunk of change. I, w- I wouldn't yeah. break too <laughs> too much about your standing versus Kevin James' standing. No, I'm actually a Kevin James fan, but I just thought that, that was funny. Yeah. If, if yeah, let's wrap it up on this. <laughs> if your producer at WFAN comes to you, it says, Sal, uh, Netflix PR reached out. They want to put Kevin James on your show for an interview to promote the movie. What do you say? 100% I would do it. Now, I would only do it because of the history. He wouldn't remember, but I would definitely bring it up and try to play off of that and tie it in with the Mets and, you know, go there. Yeah. You What, you wouldn't take him for the podcast? No. I, yes, I don't you, have, of course you would. I'd make you take, you'd have to. I have, I literally have not one question to ask Kevin James. I couldn't be less. I didn't watch. What's the show? Not King, King of Queens. Yeah, I know, sure. I, I've never watched that show. Well, I don't think it's I've, not a New York angle for you. For me, it's a local. Angle. He's a I don't think Mets I, fan. Yeah, I have not one question. I, here's what I'd ask Kevin James. Why did you feel it necessary to ruin the Billy Joel concert? I went to? <laughs>
That'd be my and then I'd and then I'd hang up and start the train of thought segment with you. All right, Sal. We'll that see you next fantastic. week. All right, Take see it you easy. Next week. All right. Have a good one. My thanks to Troy Aikman, Sal Licata. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the SI Media Podcast. If you did, drop a review on Apple. I will be reading them in the next couple of weeks here on the pod. And if you uh are not a subscriber, hit that subscribe button and listen to some past episodes. Stanford Steve, who does Bad Beats with Scott Van Pelt on ESPN, was on last week. Jim Miller on uh, the history of HBO. He has a great book out two weeks ago. We had a All Train of Thoughts edition three weeks ago. Kenny Main, Becky Lynch, Kevin Clark, Al Michaels, all recent guests on the SI Media Podcast. If you missed any of those, check them out. All right, that wraps it up. We'll see you next week right here on the SI Media Podcast. Stay safe and take care. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.